You're creature of the night, Michael. Just like out of a comic book. You're a vampire, Michael. My own brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Well, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Podstalgic. I am your host, Peter. This is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. For this episode, we are doing another 30th anniversary, this time covering the 1987 Lost Boys. And joining me on this review is Emoji with the Dance Moves from TV Movie Mistress. Hey, Emoji. Hey, Peter. Hi, y'all. Hey. Um, How are you doing today? I am doing quite well. I'm running on limited sleep, but I've had coffee. But other than that, I'm... Well, it's 11 a.m. It's 11.30, so it's... Not too bad. This is the peak. Not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you know, you've been a friend of the show. We've known each other for for some time, but this is the first time we've actually collaborated. Yeah, which is insane. That makes no sense. It doesn't. But, you know, I mean, TV movie mistress, you you do have your own podcast. You cover uh, a bunch of TV shows. I don't think there's very, I don't think many of them I actually watch. I know you're um, a big fan of that, uh, forgive me, the Irish one. The uh, the, <laughs> the Irish traveling. one. American. <laughs> the Irish oh, one. Outlander. Wait, no, that's Outlander. <laughs> That was the first one, right? Outlander's the Scottish one. And I'm, I'm like, is American Gods the Irish one? I don't know. No. Um, but but yeah, that's, that's when that's when I think we first met. I think that was yes. the possibly the only one you started covering. Yes. Um, oh, my God. You've known me since the beginning. That was like three winters ago. You know, I, I think I even helped you with your first logo or something. Yes, you did. I was like, yeah. I'm trash at this. Can you please help me? <laughs> I don't know colors. <laughs> no, yeah, colors. Um, and then Spartacus, uh, you um, you covered that with uh, my co-host from We Got Five, Devin. Yes. And oh, uh, I, yes. See, I, I tried that show. It's I, I don't know if it was something that I couldn't get into. It's just one of those things yeah. that I was just watching too much. Too much TVs and yeah. movies, and so th- things get in the way. I mean, I'm like, this is sacrilege, but I'm like an, uh, an episode behind on Game of Thrones right now. And it just came back. Oh my god, that is sacrilege! Don't I, we're just gonna pretend no one heard that. I'm gonna yeah, keep your secret. I totally. <laughs> I, I kind of know what happens. Something about uh, Miss Sandy and uh, Grey Worm. So I know there's something. <laughs> I, I know something big happened there. Well, well <laughs> so that, I need to watch yes. that before tonight. Yes, you do. Yes, you yeah. do. But yeah, no, I podcast. Oh, my Lord. Devin is. Yeah, why do I podcast more with Devin than you? Because I feel like we're the grown ups. Yeah, sure. Um, of course. But yeah, so, but I love violence. And I also love like historical dramas. So pretty much. And okay, so that's what I basically come to realize historical fiction and sci fi are my jam. So okay. if those are two things people like, they can come over the TV movie mistress. But yeah, that's Spartacus is violent. How do you not like that? Yeah, how do you not like that? <laughs> but w- what are some of the other coverages at TV movie mistress? Okay, well I'm gonna try and go off memory, which is shit. Um, <laughs> wait, can I curse on this podcast? I yeah, curse that, on- no, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, the 100 with Carly um, from CTA. Um, Oh my god, my memory is shit. Okay, the one. Okay, let me just open up my iTunes because, okay. guys, this is the problem when you podcast so much that you don't remember what you podcasted, which is kind of sad. 
Well, it's kind of like uh, Devin, when we talk about We Got Five, he'll be like, oh, that's a good-ass topic. I'm like, dude, we did that before. <laughs> You're like, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> so okay. He, doesn't, he doesn't remember half the, t- uh, the topics we do. Well, he record like, I record a lot, but Devin's, like, on seven different shows. I don't even know. At least. At, at least. least. At I mean, okay. and they cover, like, seven shows on the Liquor Run podcast. Yes. Yeah, so. That's insane. Okay, so here's the run now. So I do, okay, Spartacus, Poldark. American God, which I already stated, The White Princess. Oh, Riverdale. I totally forgot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a great show. I think that might be it. And then uh, something else I actually also do is, um, like, because I watch a shit ton of TV and sometimes I can't review every show. I have this thing called Shows to Watch. But I'll just, like, review or recap the first episode and let people know whether or not they should watch it. Um, okay. So that kind of gives me like a wide berth, which is why I forget <laughs> what I podcast so much. And I love Korean movies. So I've just started like reviewing Korean movies lately. Um, I was like, why not? I want to listen. I want to watch it. I'm spending time watching it. Let me share it with y'all. So yeah. now, did you ever see that um, Train to Busan? Is I have not. And I love the actor who's in it. Gong Yu, I believe is his name. Hopefully I'm not butchering that. Like, I'm weird about zombies. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, The Walking Dead was my first um, zombie show that I actually watched and liked. My thing uh-huh. was always they're slow, walk faster. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get maybe, it. Maybe you'll like um, the Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead because they're faster in that one. Yes. You know? I like that. If I can't outrun you... Then I, <laughs> then, I, then I can be scared of you. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, okay. Yeah. So that's interesting, zombies. Um, but this one, we're we're going to be talking about vampires. Uh, but before we get into the Lost Boys, um, just looking back at the weekend that this movie came out, some of the uh, other movies, uh, the most notable is probably uh, The Living Daylights, which which is actually a James Bond movie with uh, Timothy Dalton uh, that opened up at number one. Lost Boys being number two, and the other movies that I have no idea. Um, I've never heard of these titles, but Made to Order. It's kind of like Made in Manhattan, you know, M-A-I-D. So they play, uh, it's a pun. So Made to Order and mm. The Wolf at the Door. So that that one didn't even, well, just barely over $500,000. So Wow. Probably, well, I mean, for the time, that's not bad. Really? 500000 Isn't it like in the 80s? Yeah, 87. This is 30 years ago. So yeah. inflation, that's like 5 mil? Well, to compare it to Lost Boys, Lost Boys made, and this is probably gross too, but uh, 32,000, or I'm sorry, 32 million. Oh, oh 32 well, million. that's a big difference. Let me not change yeah. the 80s then. So yeah, I think this is gross. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, just FYI, Timothy Dalton, my old mm-hmm. man crush. Like, I love that old man. Like, <laughs> is that right? He, okay. Yes, he is like, every, well, I, I look at me saying everyone has a list of old men they fuck. I don't know what I do. <laughs> but me? he would be one of the Yeah, he's a handsome, classically, you know. He's not okay. bad on the eyes. So yeah. You like you like that chin? You like that John, uh, John like, Ham chin? Yes, yes, I do very much. So I'm easy. <laughs> did Did you ever watch Thirty Rock? Yes, I did. Um, John Ham was on like a few episodes, but I think. Uh, 
Tina Fey's character, Liz Lemon, she, I think she referred, or she, refer, she says that he has like a cartoon pilot's chin or something like that. So I always think back to that. Like, what does that even mean? I, I guess he looks like a handsome cartoon guy. Right. Yeah, I know, but it's, it's just the silliest thing I ever heard. But uh, I'm like, okay, I, I, I get that. A cartoon pilot's chin. This is yeah. what John Hammond has. The so. first time he was on that show was like when he was human to me because, you know, Mad Men was such a like, you know, stylistic show and then he went on 30 rock i was like you're funny i like that yeah he was really good yeah i think the last thing i saw him on was bridesmaid but that was years ago too oh yeah he was kind of a douche but yeah it was kind of like a like a funny role too yeah yeah you're right yeah i kind of forgot about that because he wasn't the like the lead Mm -hmm. uh the love interest i guess yes uh the number one song that came out now this is this is where I'm gonna cheat a little bit because it's still the same number one song as the the one from last week, uh, where Mariano was a guest and we did La Bamba. Uh, it was Hearts Alone, but I'm gonna cheat and I'm gonna go with Shakedown from Bob Seger, which actually became number one like the day after. Shakedown? By no, Bob yeah, Shake, yeah, I don't know. Oh, that. oh, it's from uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, I still don't know. Shakedown. <laughs> Shakedown. No, no, okay. <laughs> I know the movie, right. but I don't remember. Right. Like, you're way better at, like, well, this is why you're the nostalgic host. You're yeah. way better at all the. I don't know what I wasted my time, like, cheesy movies. Cheesy movies. Like, I love Drop Dead Freddy and shit like that. That was. I, I've covered Drop Dead Fred. I watch yes. cheesy movies, too. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, I guess most people do remember like the actual theme song, the Axel Foley song. Mm. Uh, but Shake Shakedown was in looks like Beverly Hills Cop too. So ah. I'm gonna go with that for number one. All right. So the Lost Boys again. This came out in 1987. This was directed by Joel Schumacher, who goes on to do um, a movie I previously covered with Devin and another guest, David. Uh, he does A Time to Kill that also had Kiefer Sutherland, and I kind of forgot that. I'm like, oh, okay, wow, he kind of reuses characters. I guess most directors do anyway. Um, sure. This stars Corey Feldman as Sam. Um, I. I don't know. He's kind of like lead 1B. You know, your lead 1A would be uh, Jason yeah. Patrick. A very young and handsome Jason Patrick, uh, Michael Emerson. So Corey Haim plays Sam. Kiefer Sutherland plays David, the lead vampire. And then um, Corey Feldman. So we got the two Corys in this one. He plays uh, Edgar Frog. Jameson Newlander is his brother, Alan Frog. Jamie Gertz as Star, who is the love interest. And let's throw in the mom, Diane Weist, or Weist, I still can't figure out her name. She was actually the mom in um, Edward Scissorhands as well, Ooh. which is another movie I uh, I covered. But she plays Lucy, the mother. Um, and why not? We'll throw in Alex Winter, who plays Marco. You know, he was Bill from Bill and Ted. Uh, again, both movies I covered with my son. And uh, Bernard Hughes as Grandpa, who I always remember from Blossom. He was the Grandpa there, too. Was he? Yeah, I think, was his name Buzz or something like that? I don't remember. Mind you, like, I honestly, sometimes I think I got my accent um, from Blossom sometimes. (laughs) Is that right? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't know. I watched TV Raised Me, put it that way. So I think I just acclimated a bunch of, like, 
voices from that time period and became whatever this is. But I love Blossom. But I don't remember yeah. him. I, I'm shit. Yep. I'm shit. Okay. <laughs> he, he was the grandpa for sure. Ah, okay. Uh yeah, I don't I don't know how many seasons he was on there or anything, but I definitely just remember the three main kids. And I remember Tony goes on to like doesn't he marry like a like a black woman too? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, oh. I feel like I'm on the I'm on the I don't know. In I think you're lying. I, I don't remember. think you watched that show at all. I did. I loved it and then I just deleted it cuz I watched so many other things. Right. Okay. No, I'm just shading you. Oh, okay. Um but is this a movie uh, you grew up watching at all, Lost Boys? Not at all, but it's always one of those movies I've heard about and I've always wanted to watch it. But like so many cult classics, I guess you want to call it, if I don't mm. have like an impetus to watch it, I'm not gonna. So when you were like, oh, I want to do this, I'm like, finally, I'm going to be forced to watch this. So um, never watched it before. Um, oh, okay. I yeah. didn't know that. I yeah. didn't know this was your first time. This is my first time watching it. Yeah. Okay. So... This isn't a movie I grew up watching either, but I have seen it a number of times. Not enough that when I did watch this, some of the scenes were actually like brand new to me. So <laughs> we're almost kind of in the same boat. Okay. Um, I I think I've seen the end the most. It's uh-huh. like whenever it's on TV, I'll change it to The Lost Boys, and it just happens to be like the last fifteen minutes. So I so I knew the reveal, you know, at yes. the end. Um, so I've always seen the end. I always remember the grandpa. Most of the movie was new. I would say it was about, it was like watching 75% like brand new material. Yes. So that's how seldom I've seen the movie, I guess. And then the other scene that I, and some of the other scenes I do remember, I remember the bridge scene where uh-huh. they're hanging under the bridge. Yes. And also when Michael first goes to, you know, the vampire's lair, you know, and they're offering him food and stuff. So I do remember the maggot scene. I always found that disgusting. And the worms. So yeah. I remember that. That's it. That's the extent of my yeah. memory. But the movie's pretty simple. Just a little refresher for those that uh, don't recall the Emersons. Uh, we got Michael, Sam, and the mother Lucy who moves to uh, Santa Clara to stay with Lucy's father, so the boys' grandfather. While they are there, Michael takes a liking to a young lady who actually has a boyfriend. I, I feel like this is an 80s thing. You know, it's like, <laughs> you're cute. I know you got a, a man, but oh well. Don't they say and, competition uh, makes the heart beat fonder? Is that what it is? <laughs> is is that, yeah, I, I feel that's an excuse, but yes. I like it. Yes, that's I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it too. <laughs> uh, Sam, he himself, and this I don't remember about his character at all, but Sam is a bit of a, he's a bit of a geek. You know, he's into the comic books, and that's kind of awesome. Yes. Um, that there's the scene where he meets the Frog Brothers again. You know, the Corey, the other Corey, and this other kid. And uh, they kind of like how they start talking is like the whole like, oh, you don't put this issue of Batman here. And I thought that was kind of funny because Joe Schumacher ends up like filming Batman. Yeah. And these conversations are still happening in comic book stores all over the country right now. (laughs) They really are. The funny thing is like when this movie came out, people are probably like nerds. But like people now, it's it's, like legit. They're like, what are you doing? What are you doing, bro? Like this doesn't belong on this show. It gets real out there. I've had so many arguments with people over like nerd shit, like comic books. Like I've gotten into way too many arguments on Batman. Man versus Superman, not the not that trash ass movie, but like in general. <laughs> and I did, uh-huh. I'll just look at my watch, and it's like thirty minutes later, and it's like you're, it's like I'm trying to prove the, I'm gonna, what is it, the Pyth- 
whatever. I'm trying to prove a mathematical formula is what it feels like. And then as the people are just around me looking at me strangely, like, are you really arguing about comic books right now? And I'm like, yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a culture now, yeah. you know, I mean, it was a culture then, but obviously not as big as it is now. So uh, that's kind of I I appreciated that scene just because I mean, I like how this Corey Haim, you know, he he doesn't wear glasses, right? He's not your stereotypical nerd. When you first see him, he, you just think he's a, another like good looking younger brother of this other good looking guy. I don't know about good looking, goes, but younger huh? guy. Which one? Yeah. The younger guy, Corey. I wouldn't go about. Oh, you don't the... think Corey Haim is a good looking guy? No, you were never into him. Never, never. N- neither of the Corys. Um, I know one is dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah they never. Even like, yeah, no, no, not for me. No. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. You know, I I did like a lot of his movies growing up. I used to watch like the the Getaway. Uh, was it Fast Getaway? No, I think it was called Fast Getaway. Yeah, Fast Getaway was one. I think there was one and two. Two was always like on HBO for whatever reason. But obviously, that's before like HBO is what it is now. And um, what else did I watch? A License to Drive. That was another one that I grew up on. Mm. There was another movie I think was supposed to be his, but it went to like Richard Greco. It was uh, kind of like. License to, no, not License to Kill. It was like, it was something kind of like that. Ah, I forget. Yeah. But, um, interesting. Okay. And it's weird for me because, like, I think I know them more as adults and their story is so sad now that, like, I like this movie I was just watching and I'm like, oh, like, knowing all the stuff that happened. Just, I felt mm. sad. I was just reading, like, an interesting tidbit um i i guess in one scene in the video store you see like a copy of the goonies mm-hmm. you know, that also had cory feldman in it yeah. too so what do you think about the character of michael um you know the thing about like the movies in the 80s like these people they look a lot older than they should be like michael probably should be like 17 but he looks like 35 yes my okay, so Michael is sort of introduces, you know, the kid to the mom. In in reality, he probably could be the mom's boyfriend, the way their yeah, age yeah. looks like. But he's the kid, right? Um, I love his hair. That's very eighties. Kind of felt that, but throughout the movie, the only thing that kept coming to me about Michael was all of this is happening because you want to have sex with somebody else's girlfriend. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I found that funny. <laughs> I don't know why, because it's like you're hanging off a, off like a bridge, Michael, and people are falling beneath you because you want to impress a girl and you know people are me- I mean, of course he doesn't know they're vampires, like that's not his fault, but he's doing all these strange and weird things because of a girl. And then later on when he's like slowly turning and he's like <laughs> Okay, there was one scene in particular where I just laughed. I was like, you're a douche, Michael. Um, It's after he's taking the blood and he's, like, transforming and he's wearing shades all the time now because, you know, that's the cool thing to do during the day. And Yours pierced, or at least one. Yes, at least one, of course. Um, I mean, that's a sign of a vampire, if if, you didn't know. If it's not, I don't know what else. (laughs) (laughs) Like, his mom is sort of like, oh, I don't remember what she said. I think she was like, oh, you're talking to me now? Or she kind of, like, shades him and he's just, like, leaning. Like, I'm too cool for this because I'm turning into a vampire. It was just like Michael. Um, But, yeah, that was my thoughts on Michael. He's doing a lot for a girl. And that lot is... He really is. It's too much. And I'm like, is this worth it? (laughs) Would you do all of this for a girl you like? 
You know, like I, I think some could argue that it is for the girl. I feel like he's trying to get in cahoots with David. Ooh. It's like you know, um, Star the girl. She's all like, Michael, don't drink that. Yeah. He goes and drinks like the bottle of blood anyway. Yeah. Like, she's telling you not to. How is that impressing her by going ahead and drinking it? Like True. he's he's trying to impress David. That and but that's also but the thing. Okay, and that's an excellent point. But then immediately as soon as like David is introduced, it's like David wants to kill you. Like David, I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't want to say they real recognizes real. That's very simplistic. But to me, that relationship immediately seemed contentious. Like when you're at work and you're the main dude and then they hire somebody else or somebody else is brought in and then you're just like, oh, you're not going to take my top spot or like take my spot is what from David's point of view, it felt like like David is the alpha. Mm -hmm. And then here comes Michael sort of alpha 2.0. I don't know. Um, but it just, but yeah, I like how you put it. Like he's trying to impress David as well, but at the same time, it looks like David would easily kill him. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, it, it is kind of a weird, like uh, meeting as well, because like when he, when Michael runs into star, like another time, like she's ready to like take off with him to go eat. Right. Isn't that how it happens? The second time they met. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't even know how Star got into this life, honestly. Like, yeah, why is she only like halfway? Like, yeah. you know, how long has she been with David? Exactly. You know, her and the little boy, yeah. uh, Laddie. You know, so so he's been missing. That that's another thing we didn't really mention. But uh, <laughs> apparently, there's people like missing all over Santa Clara. Yeah. But uh, Star, she she's a half human, half vampire. How long has she been with David? Why is she still? not like a full vampire yet yeah. at this point. And so that that's the whole deal with Michael. Like David's plan was to to get Michael to be like the like the, the last kill, you yes. know, for her to kind of be like a full vampire. So I don't I don't know. That is a really interesting. I feel like, you know, the the big fans probably have an answer for this, but for for someone uh, such as us who don't quite really understand it, it is a little a little mind-boggling. Yeah. Because it seems as though like her and David have been together for a while, yes. but she is not quite yet a vampire. Michael comes along, and I don't know, maybe she sees him as like her saving grace. This is her chance to be cured, right? Possibly. And then also, it's like she seems to be handling being a half vampire way better than Michael is. Like she's just sort of like, oh, like she still seems. Well, maybe because she knew what to expect and Michael doesn't. And he's just like, oh, I'm, the sun is really bothering me right now. I'm not really sure why I'm put on shades. But, yeah, she definitely handles being a half vampire way better, than, or way right. easier than Michael. And that begs to differ why. I mean, because she's the old lady, maybe she's allowed to get away with shit. Yeah, maybe because she's a woman, she can control her uh, cravings more. That I don't is know, true. Because... <laughs> When you know when Michael uh, changes, uh, his first like instinct, his first impulse is to like almost kill his brother. Yeah, you know, and then like the he is saved by the dog. Yeah, so very impulsive uh, when he first starts to kind of change. And I feel like maybe we have seen this um, in other movies as well, in other vampire movies where they say when they first change, that's where they're more like irrational, you know, like yeah. uncontrollably, you're like a newborn baby and you can't, yeah, but that's always, you know, and that's a good point. That's always to like male vampires. 
vampires. <laughs> Never with the yeah. women. Um, and I might I, be onto something. Yeah, like, and I love my vampire shows and movies. So now that I think about it, yeah, it's always like even going back to Dracula. You know, it's always like the new hatch. You know, male like going crazy and yeah, and the ladies are just like background background noise. Not not. I don't know if that's a good way, but yeah, we might have something here, Peter. We might yeah. have. Something Are you talking here. about um, Bram Stoker's Dracula yes. with like Kirsten Dunst? No, no, See, no. Like, not I, with well, oh, I'm thinking about the original book, but yeah, that's basically based on it. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen that. But do you remember if uh, Kirsten Dunst's character was she like ever impulsive or anything like that? Yeah, but that's because they turned her at like six. <laughs> okay. Well, well, less than twelve. She was like a baby. Like, you turn me into a vampire, like, 13 and under, you're going to have problems. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Don't mm-hmm. turn kids. <laughs> right. No. <laughs> so the mother, while she's there, she's looking for a job. And then she works at a video store with this guy named Max, right? Yes. And I, I guess there's a, a little a misdirect there for this uh, reveal. But, like, er- earlier on, before she even meets Max... You know, Max owns his video store. David and the gang they go in there, and he and Max is like, "I told you never to come in here." You know, like did you immediately know Max was ain't shit? Not immediately. It, it took me a while. I'm like, "All oh, right," I had to think about the end mm-hmm. a little bit because um, I'm like, "Where does this go with the mom?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, so I, I kind of remember. Did you get the sense like r- right off the bat, mm-hmm. or what, what did you what did you think of Max? Not right off the bat. Like I think the second time he was introduced. But definitely when he comes over to their house and he's like, well, as the man of the house, you have to invite me. And I'm like, no, only a vampire would say that because (laughs) that's that's true. So, yeah, it was kind of conclusive for me at that moment. And it's like such a weird thing. His entire plot was stupid. Like it really was. I mean, if you think about it, though, like she's the Wendy lady, right? You you took the title, the, the Lost Boys from the Peter Pan lore. And he wants Lucy to be like the mother of the Lost Boys. Yeah. So I, I guess Max is Peter Pan or something. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, but yeah, her, the mother definitely being Wendy makes sense. She's definitely she seems. I don't want to say she's scatterbrained, but there's something not fully there. Well, one, she could definitely be a better mother, but I think mm. they're supposed to sort of be like hippies or something. They allude to that, yeah. that she is one because Michael says his name was going to be like Moonbeam or something like that. I think. Oh my! I had a professor whose name is whose name was Star, and his parents were like okay. full out hippies. Um, they named his sister like I don't want to say Moonbeam, but it was something ridiculous like that. And he he, you could tell he like as an adult that still bothered him because he's like now a professor. He's like the opposite. <laughs> Right, that's funny. Like they, it should have been the name should have been reversed. Uh, they probably got the idea from this movie. Well, it's no, not, well, he, probably... he was he's in his forties now. So okay, maybe not. He was first. He... Yeah, it did, yeah. This being uh, thirty years old now. Yeah. Um. Now this one uh, did kind of maybe not surprise me because I knew he was going to do well, but I I was really blown by uh, Kiefer Sutherland's performance as David. I thought he was really, really good. Uh, it's not like he has a whole lot of dialogue. He's not sitting there monologuing like through the entire movie. But what we get from David is actually pretty good for a young Kiefer Sutherland who's, um, I mean, most notable role at this point was probably Stand By Me. 
Oh, God, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love, okay. Did you like David? I love David. I thought he was a cool head vampire. I'm not going to lie. Um, Kiefer Sutherland, again, like, this is young Kiefer Sutherland. I have not watched a lot of young Kiefer Sutherland. So I was like, oh, this is cheesy, but this is not, like, horrible acting. You know, right. so I did like that. Um, did you ever yeah. watch Young Guns with him? That's no. also Young Kiefer. So okay, no. he's he was probably like early twenties at this point, I imagine. Possibly, but I definitely no, I liked him as David. I think he did a really good job as David. Yeah, I wouldn't mind more of him. Um, I know they made sequels like twenty years later. Um, I could have used, yeah, I mean, I don't know, like a Jack Bauer uh, at, at that point. I don't know. I don't know if it would have worked, but yeah. I could have, I could have uh, had David come back in like a, a sequel had it been like just a few years, but yeah. I thought, uh, David kind of, kind of stole it for me, honestly. Like Michael was just kind of, you know, he was like your quiet lead yeah. just chasing after the wrong girl. Yeah. He seems, Michael seems like he's there to be hot Yeah, and David seems like he's there to get shit done. So right. <laughs> I appreciate the distinction. Honestly, like, um, what's sorry, his my uh, Michael's younger brother? Um, what's his name? Sam. Sam. Sam made more of an impact for me. Okay. Than uh, Michael did. Michael seemed to sort of have no agency and sort of just went along with all the machinations around him. Like he wasn't even considering or even thinking about how to possibly save himself. Like Sam had to be like, Hey, I know all of this and I can get these people and I can like fill up the bathtub with holy water and garlic. Like he seemed to have more of the plans and more of a structure and playing offensive. And Michael many a times was just like, Oh, this is so hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, the problem was that Michael was just chasing after this girl while Sam is, you know, he uh, became friends with the Frog Brothers and they're, you know, teaching him everything that they know. So, um, did you have any um, thoughts on, like, any of the other vampires? I know Marco was kind of the more prevalent one. Um, He really sticks out to me just because he played Bill S. Preston Esquire from Bill and Ted. Uh So he really stuck out. And I I I don't find... Marco to be like a really handsome guy. Yeah, I mean, all of them didn't jump out to me necessarily. They were just sort of more like background, like baring their teeth. <laughs> you right. know, like they just seemed like the backup to the bully. You know, I think they're there to look like a '80s music video. Absolutely, you know, because the nut. nut I don't want to call it the title song because it's not called like the Lost Boys, but the the one the song "Cry Little Sister" that song came on like sixty times in this movie. Mm. Did that bother you at all? You know what song I'm talking about? Mm. The one where it sounds kind of haunting. There's like children kind of singing in the background. Yeah, no, I totally remember that now. Yeah, um, that was like the '80s jam. Like it was in a lot yeah. of movies. Um, yeah, no, I know that song. Yes. Did you recall like hearing it a lot during the movie at all? Yeah, but only it wasn't impactful because I don't think the words were being sung, just like the instrumental. Right. So that's probably why it yeah. didn't like click. But yeah, no, I, I like that song. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely a good song, but um, I don't know. It it almost kind of borderline bothered me, like how often it. Oh, played. what you're saying? They played it like sixty times. That's od. That's od. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, oh, it's it's playing yeah. it again. 
But no, it, it's fine. Like it took a little bit away from my enjoyment of the film, just because like I was just like they can't play nothing else. Like, is there not a, so- a like, soundtrack with like maybe budget, ten other songs? They were like we can afford two songs, <laughs> baby. <laughs> right? It would just play like the one hot song yeah, over and over. Over and over. No, it's it's fine. I don't think it is, Peter. I don't think it is. I think you should write them. <laughs> no, because I keep bringing it up. I keep bringing it up, so it's not fine. <laughs> Um, okay, so we kind of talked about like the vampires and the key players there. Let's let's kind of jump towards the end here, where um, the Frog Brothers they kind of like start assuming that Max, you know, is is a vampire. You kind of mentioned it, where he drops that line, and people know that vampires say such things. What do you think about that? Like them kind of ruining the date, Lucy's date with Max, and all that. Um, I thought Lucy was starting to listen to a guy she has only met very quickly over her kids. Um, I did not like that because it's like, I understand you want to, like, get laid. I I respect that. But at the same time, like, those are your kids. (laughs) Like, you've known him for one week. Um, Maybe know if your kids would do this. Um, So I didn't... I don't want to say I didn't like it. Like, whatever, whatever. But... What was the question again? I forgot. In my anger of Wendy. <laughs> no, just kind of like the, the, that whole scene. See, so I'm not going to try to apologize for the mom, but a couple things to consider. She mentions that it's been a while that she's been asked out on a date. So we don't, I don't recall if she even mentions how long it's been since, you know, the dad has been around. But a week is a long time working with somebody, you know, and, and that's where you get to, like, really know someone. So, I don't know, maybe it's safe to assume that they did a lot of talking while they worked together, Possibly. too. But, but But I do agree that, yeah, she's, like, listening to him too easily when it comes to her kids. Yeah. Maybe it's, like, mind control because he always gets up super close to her and then he's like, well... Are you, are you really sure? So he's very good at like being suggestive, you know, just not right. being like direct, but just sort of like, well, and he comes up very mild mannered and very nice. But like, I don't trust people like that. So people like that always have me on my defensive. Like, <laughs> why are you being so nice? So that's my weird thing. Um, but yeah, so I can understand why. And then having to being a single mother to two boys, I'm sure they don't want you dating. So... That's also right. no, a thing. Clearly. They're not trying to have you be happy. Um, but yeah, so. So you think um, Max got that Uunagi? Possibly. Got that mind control? I think so. <laughs> I think so. Well, at the very least, he's, I mean, he's a vampire. He's been doing this for long enough. So I think so. Yeah. So we find out that, um, you know, in order to cure Michael, I guess we got to kill the head vampire, which we find out is not David. Uh, what do you think about the attack at the Emerson's house? Um, I liked it. I thought it was cheesy, but I still liked it. Okay. Um, I will give Sam's friends an A for effort because for someone to just move into a new town, make friends, and they're ready to have your back to like set up all this like anti-vampire stuff, awesome. Um, so I liked it. I thought like the whole scene with the dog, um, like when they're tying the gate and then they have to run back in, that was dope. It was a little bit like, oh, stuff's about to happen. And, you know, again, it's the 80s, so I'm giving them a lot of leeway <laughs> because we don't see yeah. shit flying, you know, when, like, vampires are supposed to be flying. I, I, I think it's, you know, um, 
kind of like when you were saying that real will recognize real, but not really. But in this case, I I feel like the Frog brother, Brothers, they, you know, game recognize game. Yeah. They're like, oh, man, he know his comic books. Yeah. And so I think it was kind of like a easy easy in for them. But mm-hmm. I do agree with you. It being the 80s, everything's very contrived. Like, it's just very convenient. Yes. But, you know, yeah. but I do like it. Comics, hey, it makes it makes people bond yeah. nowadays. That's so. I do like the way the the end fight is uh, is is filmed. I, I think it's you know kind of fun and all that. Um, the stuff with the Max, I, I thought the reveal was kind of nice. I, I can see like people back in the day like, oh damn, yeah, you know that he's he's the head vampire. But I feel it was a little anticlimactic. You know the way the movie ends and almost abruptly too. Yeah. The, the grandfather comes in, like he drives through his Jeep, or with his Jeep, drives through the house, impales uh, Max, which, you know, like it, it, it's one of those things like you blink and you miss it. But earlier, I think it's when the boys take off with the grandpa's uh, car, uh-huh. right? And they're like, hey, we're going to borrow your car, like as they're driving off, like, hey, we're borrowing this, you know, <laughs> not even asking for permission. But outside, he was like, um, I, I think he was like working on a fence or you know, installing some kind of post, but one of them, you know, was very sharpened. Mm-hmm. Ah. You know, so I think, yeah, so, um, and and this, this line really bugged me. So he impales Max, Max is dead, Michael's saved. And then the grandpa's like, you know, that's one thing I always hate about like Santa Clara, you know, these damn vampires. Yeah. Like you, you, you don't want to tell, you, tell your family Thank about you. them when they moved in? I was so <laughs> annoyed at that. Like you're, this is your grandkids and your daughter moved to your home and no time did it watch out for those vampires and it's not even like he's really doing anything to stop vampires from being in the town he's just annoyed by the fact that there are vampires i was just like you're you're i don't like you (laughs) i don't not cool like maybe maybe i don't know i i feel like maybe a lot of people would have that problem anyway but I was trying to think if there was a fix for it. Like, you know, could we have seen something he was doing? Aside from, like, the fence that I was just talking about. Well, like, any other things, yeah. like, any other practices? Kind of like the Frog Brothers. Yeah. Could, could we had known that he had known about those vampires early on? Would that have changed that, you know, the way we feel about that yeah. line? Like, he could have made a comment when Michael was transitioning or whatever. Like, mm, you're looking a little pale. There's something. You know, and then it makes me wonder. Yeah, and then it makes me wonder if the grandfather knows that there are vampires in this town. Maybe the Frog Brothers have had an encounter or two. Maybe the entire like it just it opens up a lot of more questions. Um, Mm -hmm. Then I like it's like oh, so everybody knows. But maybe another way they could have fixed it is not have is him kill Max, come in and kill Max, but not be like oh, I hate. There's too many. Like that's the one thing I hate about Santa Clara. Too many vampires. That just like oh, so you you were just not gonna. I don't know. Again, it's like that hippie factor, and I don't I don't want to say because uh-huh. that seems like such a bad thing to assume hippies are just dismissive and lazy. I think that's a weird stereotype. I think these people are just right. irresponsible. Sorry, <laughs> please. I mean. I... What what if it was just like something where the grand, grandpa just hated Santa Clara as a whole, and at the end he's like, and that's another reason these damn vampires. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know if that fixes it. Wait, have you ever watched The Leftovers? No, I uh, Devin told me that it would be really depressing. No, don't and... listen to Devin. It's actually not. it's <laughs> actually not. Is that Devin has not watched that? Don't listen to him. 
Um, but there, I, I think he has. Really? I don't believe that. Is it, is it that, help me out with the name of the creator? Uh, Lin, the, Lin, yeah, he did Lost. David Lindahoff. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. See, so, so Devin has seen that because oh, I, I think he told me the name too. Well, I don't know. I don't think it's depressing, especially now that it's done. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. it's three seasons. It's like eight to ten episodes a season. It's really good. But I only bring it up because there's a father in it that's very reminiscent of um their grandfather. Sort of like this okay. grouchy old man who knows shit that's happening, but he doesn't really care until like it impacts him fully. <laughs> like they're in his house, <laughs> so now I have to kill you. Um, so I don't know. Okay. Kind of reminded me a little bit about of that grandfather. Yeah, I did like his introduction because I thought because I don't remember that at all. I'm like, he's why does he look dead? He's like he's just laying on his porch. And I mean, even the mom, she's she. It it almost seems like oh, I'm I'm not surprised I found him this way. (laughs) You know, she was this place. Dad, you okay? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And the boys are like, if he's dead, can we go back? Like, no concern. But those are kids. Kids are just like, why are we? One, as soon as those kids got there, they're like, this looks boring. Like, what is happening? They were not interested in being there. So, yeah, clearly they don't have a relationship with him too. So, I, I do think that's very interesting, and uh, I, I think that's that's okay that they do that with the grandpa that they don't have a, a strong relationship. So it keeps him his character at bay. For him to kind of save the day at the end. Yeah. Question. Yes. Do you think if Max has just asked Wendy, call her Wendy, um, Lucy? Um, yeah. Oh, oh yes, You're right. Yeah. Right. Uh, do you think if he had just asked her immediately, hey, do you want to be the mother to my tribe of lost boy vampires? <laughs> do you think she would have just said yes? I feel like she was kind of going in that direction at the end. Yeah. When he was trying to convert her anyway. Um. I don't know. That's a lot. A lot to ask. I mean, like, what are what would happen to her boys? You know, if she accepts this. I mean, they'd be converted. I, I, I don't know. It's a weird thing to ask. David seems to be fine running things himself. Yeah, that's true. That's but Max is like, yeah, it's such a weird thing to ask of someone. Do you want to be my vampire wife queen? To all like right. that's a lot to ask. Like you're asking me to put a lot on my shoulders. Like how 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 many boys we we talking here? Am I getting paid? <laughs> Thank you. Like you just want a free right. housekeeper. What is happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like it, I mean the lair, their underground. Uh, was it a, like a, a hotel of some sort that kind of went beneath something? Look like a cave, uh, which is kind of cool. You look like a cave, but I think I read somewhere that it is a. Um, the underground hotel. Yeah, it was it was something like that. It was probably even beneath that. Um, I I don't know. I mean, it's not like Max was ever really there anyway. Yeah. But it, it could be one of those things that he is there, but they never show it because there's going to be a reveal. Yes. You know, like if we knew Max was there. So I don't know. I don't, how how often does he go there himself? Does he? I don't know because the other guys are picking up food for everybody else. We've got some questions for sure. True. And I know I know this is like. People say hey, um, they 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 would put this like in their top ten movies of all time. Wow. So we definitely we definitely have some questions. Yeah, I mean, if you guys can answer why <laughs> this is in your top ten, like it's cool. It's a cult classic, and I don't know the actual definition of a cult classic, but to me, it's definitely one of those movies where you know you were saying you've seen it before, but you don't remember it. Like it's like The Godfather or Scarface, um, movies that like 
you a lot of people might not have seen it, but you know the famous lines, you know um, the iconic moments, and I I kind of got that feel for um, Lost Boys. Like I haven't watched it, but I remember the hanging scene. I remembered, you know, um, what was the other scene that I remembered? I don't know. There was one other scene, but I don't. I've never watched this, but two or three scenes, I was like, oh, I know these scenes. So whether it's from pop culture or, like you said, just the last 10 minutes of this coming on TV, who knows? Right. So maybe that's why it's in people's top 10? Yeah, it could be like a the nostalgic factor, yeah. you know, something like that. I mean, that's why I do do these movies. It's like, do they still hold up? Like, for me, I still kind of enjoyed the movie um, as a whole. I would still watch it again. Um, David is a lot of fun to watch. Yes. You know, the the brother's interaction is interesting just because, like, when Sam's like, oh, you're a vampire, and, um, you know, he tries to distance himself, and um, I don't know, it, it, it's fun, but I feel, okay, the movie is just a little over an hour and a half, mm-hmm. um, which is which is not long, but I felt like, it's kind of weird, cause, because I felt like it was a fast movie but not fast paced like it's a very simple story yes. but I, I don't know what i'm trying to say like, like I not a lot though. happened yeah I get not a lot though. happened yeah like the the movie started it ended and you're like <laughs> like whoa yeah there, there was like no depth like it's it's a simple plot. just very it's a very simple plot mm-hmm. and so it it moves by kind of fast i don't know i'm yeah. just like it was a long it was a long music video with dialogue yes okay so i have another question for you do you think okay. if Sam had not actively tried to save Sam and Star had not mm. actively tried to save Michael, Michael would have just been like, "Okay, I'll transition." <laughs> right. Like, because it seemed like he would have been fine either way. He's like, "Well, I'm already turning." He wasn't like trying to research how to stop this or what is happening. So, do you think he would have been fine becoming one of the Lost Boys? Hmm. Would he have been fine? Would you, uh, would Star still be around? I think Star would still be around. I mean, she's I think David's be okay. girl. And isn't okay? Rude, was it not rude that they had sex in David's like abode? Yeah, that was so rude. <laughs> I was like, I was thinking about that too. Okay, because I I don't remember the sex scene, but then I'm like, but y'all gonna do it in the cave where they all hang out? Thank you. Very rude. Very rude. Well, what if they all showed up? Yeah. I mean, it's one thing that it's David's girl, like yeah. where the man sleeps too. That's rude. That's rude and disrespectful. I mean, it's one or the other. Come on, Michael. <laughs> he wants to have his cake and eat it too, and have a bottle of glass. Clearly, yes. Yes, the man invites you in, and you take all of his. Yeah, he kind of ain't shit. Michael kind of ain't Just shit. A little, Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So as we wrap up, I don't do like letter grades or anything like that. But I do pull up the the Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb, and we'll just kind of see like which score we agree with uh, a little bit more. Um, so on Rotten Tomatoes, the um, it, it's fresh at seventy two percent. So a lot of people do enjoy the movie. Okay. And on IMDb, you know what? They're they're both about the same actually. It's fresh at seventy percent. IMDb is seven point three. So it's, Ooh, it's a matter of this point one. Um, IMDb is slightly higher, yeah. And mind you, IMDb is always harsher because it seems angry people go to IMDb a lot. So they release. That's what it seems like. Yeah. Um, That's out of uh, 99,000 votes. Wow. 7.3. Um, yeah. So people do like this movie. Yeah, I, yeah, I'd go with the IMDb because honestly, put me in a time machine 
back to the 80s and put me in the theater without having to watch anything after 1987, this is a great movie. Um, just right. based off of that. I think, you know, probably the lowest scores would come in like, oh, well, now we have Interview with a Vampire and Twilight and this and that. It's like, we have so much more to inform our vampireness. So, um, outside of that, I think 1987, I believe that's when it um, premiered. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a great movie for that time. And I could see how yeah. it made all the money. Okay. I do like that. Uh, what do you think of the, did, did you ever see the poster for this movie? With the sun, with all of them with their sunglasses. Oh, yeah, actually, Michael's the only one wearing the sunglasses. So it's like everybody else can control, you know, their sensitivity to the light, but Michael. Ah, uh, Michael, Michael, Michael's a dick, y'all. Um, and that, and mind <laughs> you, there's a David in here. Like David should be the bad guy, but I don't know something about Michael. I, I just I feel like we've talked through it and don't like. Well, I like the poster. I'm looking at it right now. I like the poster. Yeah. Even though Michael is sort of like the focal, like he's taking up the most space, it's still, you know, keep a subtle and piercing eyes, which is probably why he's still right. around 30 years later or whatever. Um, yeah. I like the poster because it almost like, it kind of reminds me of Breakfast Club in a way. Like I feel <laughs> there's the one guy to the right. Um, I forget his character's name. But it kind of looks like, uh, I feel, Emilio Estevez's maybe, the, the way he looks on the poster of Breakfast Club. I don't know, I'd have to put it side by side, but it's kind of like that. Yeah. So it, it looks like a, like an inviting movie, you know, friendly. You got some very beautiful people on it. Yes. And it's very simple. You know, it's black and white and just red background. So it's kind of cool. I like it. I definitely Posters yeah. aren't something I really talk about. But yeah. um, I just I wanted to bring it up because I just thought it's a really cool poster. I like it. It's simple. It's to the point, but it doesn't tell you anything. I mean, it says, okay, sleep all day, party all night, never grow old, never die. It's fun to be a vampire. So, yeah, I like it. That that draw me in right there. Yeah. You know, party all night? Come on. Look, I don't want to party all night. That's the only reason I want to be a vampire, so I can party all night, <laughs> sleep all day. That's, that's pretty much that's it. it. Yeah. That's it. I mean, take other guys' as girls, sleep <laughs> them in their houses. I don't think I, mean, I would be that that aggressive as a vampire. I sort of just... I would, you know what? I would be the Edward Cullen of vampires. I would okay. just learn shit. Like, oh, now I have 100 years it. to learn how to play chess. I can get this done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that your favorite type of vampire? The ones that glow like diamonds? Well, no, not that, not that aspect. <laughs> that was just, oh. And mind you, I liked that movie when it came out, but that was like eight, nine years ago, right? So I could sort of forgive myself because it was the early, I don't even know how that would go, 2000s, whatever. Um, early 2000s. Uh, well, actually, maybe mid. Oh, well, not mid 2000s, but, you know, before 2010. So. Oh five ish yeah. maybe. I feel like anything before Iron Man is like I don't want to say script wise, but I don't know. You get what I'm saying? I get it. Yeah, before the and, big explosion of CGI and all of that. Right, and uh, I've mentioned it on an episode before, but I'm also at like 160 some odd episodes, so most people probably have missed it. But the listeners, you guys can thank Twilight for for this podcast. <laughs> um. The the story goes that uh, my sister, who was then 16, she was getting into these books, and it was a big deal. I hadn't heard about it before, and this is before I discovered podcasting. I was like, you know what? I don't have time to read, but you say, you know, they're really good books. Let me check out the audiobooks. So I listened to the audiobooks of all the Twilight books, <laughs> and so I 
couldn't help myself but to watch the movies when they came out because I was like, hey, the books were kind of cool. Whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, the movie was trash. I mean, the book is kind of trash, but the book is better trash. Um, mind you, I have every yeah. book on my bookshelf right now. So it is what it is. Um, I feel like Twilight is one of those books like Fifty Shades of Grey where okay. it, it just takes on a life of its own. But everyone is reading it. So you can kind of enjoy it because of that. But it's not anything I would defend. <laughs> Sure. No. Yeah. I, I'm not either. The only thing I'll say about the Twilight series is I'm Team Jacob. But um... oh hell no, no, I <laughs> no? am not. No, Jacob. No, Jacob needs to stay we'll, we'll his little to... behind over in the corner. I was never Team Jacob. We'll have to take this to uh, to the social medias. Yes. But yes. after listening to the audiobooks, I tried finding a more like on iTunes then. You know, <laughs> now it's Apple Podcasts. But then that's how I discovered my first podcast. <laughs> I'm like, oh, these are amazing. What are these movie podcasts? <laughs> and that's kind of how I got into it, listening to a lot of people, yeah. ultimately making or becoming friends with a guy who just did it out of his own home. And I'm like, what? People do that? It's not a studio? So I'm like, I can do this shit. Yeah, right? Like, I, I <laughs> yeah. still remember, I think, Outlander... My first, my first recording was like via my phone, not my laptop. It was like I downloaded the app Audio Copy on my phone, and it was like, let's do that. Yeah, it's it's that simple. So, and here I am, three plus years later, with like four different podcasts and all that. So, Why do we do you guys this? can thank Twilight too. You know, so thank Twilight. Wait, question. Thank Twilight. Have you ever? Because uh -huh. this, I'm inviting myself on. If you haven't, have you ever reviewed? I know you've definitely reviewed the original Grease, right? No. You haven't. No, I have not. Blasphemy. Um, Grease, I've seen one time all the way through. <gasps> Oh my god, I faint, I faint. But you, I faint. you know what's funny is like my siblings, they all love Grease. I, I'm not saying I don't. I uh, um when I watched it that one time all the way through, I was like, these I know all like almost all these songs. Yeah. And it was just it was not one that um nobody ever watched in my household. Ooh. You know. So um I know recently you commented on Twitter about my review of La Bamba. Um, yes. Well, somebody in my household, probably one of my aunts or uncles, they had the soundtrack on vinyl. And so I would uh -uh. listen to the soundtrack often. And it was a movie I saw often in the household. Uh -huh. And so nobody ever watched Grease while I grew up. And so, yeah. it, and I don't know, it's just one of those things. Um, yeah, no, Grease was my jam. I think I saw Saturday Night Fever more than I did Grease. No way. Yeah. yeah, I think I've seen Saturday Night Fever like once. <laughs> Oh, okay, see? So, it was see. like 40. Well, Grease 2 is also my favorite, so put it, that, put it out there. I'm always trying to recruit people to the cult of Grease 2, not Grease 1. Okay, okay, maybe we could do a double feature one day. Possibly, possibly. Possibly. All right, Mochi, um, yeah, I want to thank you so much. Uh, this was a lot of fun, uh, co covering Lost Boys after 30 years. Any final thoughts on this movie? Uh, well, first and foremost, thanks for having me on. Um, mm -hmm. to talk about the show, but For final sure, thoughts, yeah. um, I like it. I would definitely watch it again. Um, I think it's one of those movies that's funny, funnier with people. You can just be like, what the hell is this? Um, right. But I liked it. It was, it was cool. For a vampire movie, like, vampire movies are supposed to be a little cheesy, like 20, 25% cheesy slash cringy, so I think it, it fits that, and it's I like that. So thanks for making me watch it. Well, not oh, you yeah. didn't know you were making me watch it, but thanks for bringing yeah, it up. Yeah, I didn't know. I, I, I thought it was like a thing that you were into. Yeah, I love it. Well, I do love vampires. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. You know, I was just like, oh, yeah, this is up Moji's alley. Um, 
But tell the listeners, you know, where they can find you uh, on social media if you uh, welcome that interaction. Um, well, Twitter's a thing. So my Twitter handle is bookdreamer01. I'm always there just, you know, talking shit. Um, that's the platform for it. And, of course, you can find my podcast, TV Movie Mistress, like Peter just said. Type it in and you'll find it. But, essentially, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, um, sometimes SoundCloud when I care. Uh, <laughs> but so that's not it. an automatic thing? SoundCloud just doesn't take your feed? It does, but SoundCloud, I'm, I refuse to pay for SoundCloud. So they, if you don't pay, they give you like three hours of um, audio playtime. So I just, mm. I'm like, oh, okay, it's been three hours. You guys get whatever the three hours is for that month. So um, that's why I don't do, like, I don't pay for SoundCloud. Plus, they might be up, up, they're about to be out of business, I believe. So I, I'm hearing different things. I hear they were out of business and then they're brought back for a few more months. Yeah, so and then Chance saved them. Right. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Chance we'll gave see. them a chance. <laughs> chance gave them a chance. Yes. <laughs> One last thing here. Um, on your on your Twitter, you change your name pretty often. Yeah, N- not your actual handle, but like the way your name is shown. Because I feel like, did I see like Thug Yoda? Something oh like yeah, so? I did. I don't change it often. Actually, probably every okay. three four months. Like some people change it every week. Um, yeah. Yeah, I changed it to Thug Yoda. Because what was I watching? It was something I watched recently. Oh, I think it was Insecure. <laughs> okay. Um, and it came up. And it came up, and I was like, that is a dope-ass name. So I changed it to Thug Yoda. Because, I mean, Yoda is a thug. and I. Oh, that's yeah. something else I cover on my podcast, Star Wars The Clone Wars. I reviewed the entire series with a lovely co-host, The Doctor. Um, so I'm a Star Wars nerd, too. Yep, there we go. Yeah, there we go. So... Uh, all right. Uh, for me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Podstalgic. And uh, obviously, the show can be found at CortexParts.com along with my other show, We Got Five, with the aforementioned Devin. And, you know, to follow the site. We have other things too, like uh, TV Ate My Brain, which recently Carly and I wrapped up the first season of Friends from College, which we did part one and part two. Part two hasn't been released yet at the time of this recording, but it will be out soon. And I will be back in the fall for the coverage of The Walking Dead with my co-host Dave from Super Movie Brothers. So um, that'll do it. Uh, Moji, thank you again. So we'll definitely see you later, uh, possibly for the Grease, a double feature there. What, what? Yes, indeed. (laughs) You will hate me by the end. (laughs) (laughs) very unlikely but uh, thank you guys for listening and we'll talk to you later bye Thank you for listening to the Cortem Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Cortem Parts shows, visit cortemparts.com.